catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. There's nothing more powerful than a smile. Yes, smile today. This is Tony's Tech Side. Welcome. We'll learn a tech word today. We'll dig deep into the rubbles of history to find some precious jewels of knowledge to launch us into the future and then share the most important and juiciest tech stories impacting Africa to keep you informed. Okay, so you can share your stories with the rest of us on WhatsApp. Yes, text or send a voice note on 0913-558-1766. Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. You can also share the stories your thoughts and comments on any of these stories on Instagram without A Tech Radio and on Twitter, yes, <laughs> issues of Twitter. Well, Twitter, yes, and then Facebook, yes, at Africa Tech Radio. We're streaming live every day. Okay, every day of the week. I mean, every weekday, Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. GMT plus 1 to 5 p.m. GMT plus 1 West African time. Actually, if you, you know, tweak it a little bit. So, scientists say that Monday, 3rd of July, the hottest day ever recorded in human history, ever globally on average. But then we smile and we move through. Let's dig deep into the rubbles of history. Today in history, 5th of July, 1923, Kodak introduced the hand-cranked sign Kodak Model A. It's actually the first complete 16mm film system. It was developed to be an amateur alternative to the 35mm film, most often used by professionals. However, it found widespread use during World War II and later for television production, especially TV news. Yes, um, 16mm film is still in use today for certain applications. What does it look like? Well, if you Google 16mm film Kodak, right? You would see, you know, this stand they use for cameras now. Well, something like it. But what's on it is more like a camera that has a box around it. Exactly. So today on this day in the year 1923, that's when this particular model was introduced. Smile, guys. It's going to be a good day. I'll let you know about smileys. Yes, it's something that a lot of people use. They don't know how it came to be what it's about and i always get confused about what some particular smileys mean i mean my smileys are literally just (laughs) the laughing smiley all the time or the smile or the one with glasses literally i don't think i go anything more because anything else outside that i will most likely get confused so i think i need some schooling on smileys too by the way 17th of july every year we celebrate world smiley day Mm -hmm. but then i want to i want you to do something think about the smileys you use the most do they actually have a hand in determining your mood or is it your mood that determines how you use them also what are the most used smileys (laughs) for your chats yes what smileys do you use the most and are you sure they do not somehow define the kind of person you are Eh? okay let's think about this for a while and let me know what you think on whatsapp actually a word for today is smiley yes smiley it's a kind of emoji in a way because so an emoji is a pictogram a logogram an ideogram 
or a smiley that's embedded in text and used in messages online right and on web pages most likely the moment you touch your keypad if you have a smartphone the moment you touch it you'd find an option for an emoji right the primary function of an emoji is to fill in that emotional cue that is usually missing from typed or text-based conversation and smiley it's a type of emoji Mm -hmm. so a smiley or a smiley face is a facial expression usually or a an emotion if an emotion in text conversations a smiley face it's just ordinary keyboard characters that is used in text-based com- uh, communications to represent a human facial expression. So these days, <laughs> I would say that pictograms, you know, ideograms and logo have kind of like taken the space of um, smileys. But if you grew up in you know, the world like 10 years ago, you know, one or two decades ago, you most likely have been used to smileys much more than we have in you know, the pictograms now that everyone uses. The smiley face is used to convey emotion much in the same way you use facial expressions when you're actually talking to someone face to face. Now, despite its simplicity, it kind of helps to correctly interpret your intent and meaning in an online conversation on online chat. A smiley face may also be called a text smiley, smiley or emoticon. So I used to have a lot of issues with this because I didn't know how to properly, you know, make an make a smiley, right? With the characters in that same way. Mm-hmm. So the same way that a person's voice or facial expression changes when having a conversation, a smiley face is used to achieve the same result when you're texting someone. The idea and first use of a text smiley face is credited to Scott Elliott Farman. It's a, a, a computer scientist at Carnegie Mellon University. So he thought that using smile and frown text symbols will help message board users distinguish between serious posts and jokes the message detailing the use of the smiley emoticons was posted in september 1982 and he describes what he felt that he felt that there was a need to mark posts you know that contributors did not intend to be taken seriously by others when they are reading the message board so you finish writing something and then you put a smiley face or a laughing face so oh that was a joke just in case you did not get it (laughs) exactly to create a text smiley face you know you use standard characters and punctuation marks in sequences that look like human facial expressions this was the one that actually got me the one i really could not get around but i'm very sure you're smart enough to actually get around it for example the close bracket represents a sideways smile and in the colon you have sideways eyes yep Put them together, make a smiley face. Use the dash to add a nose. Change the colon to a semicolon and you have a winking face with a nose. Put a zero on top and now you have a winking smiling angel with a nose. So that's a zero, the colon and your closed brackets. Well, I hope you can smile now. And I hope this helps you make up your mind on what next to do when you're chatting. At the 2022 Engbeti Lagos Economic Summit, the governor of Lagos spoke about the many wonderful and beautiful things that Lagos will become, right? More like the future of Lagos. And they were all really, really wonderful things, yeah? In terms of economy, 
sustainability environment a lot of things that were towards sustainability right and i know there was you know some form of funding also launched um green bonds and whatnot i followed that conversation for a while in 2022 and i also got excited when the announcement was made of the testing of lagos testing electric buses and someone said oh really can they withstand the city's notorious traffic so i know even bookie <laughs> So, just so we know, Bookie also asks that particular thing, right? If it's going to be possible um, for the electric buses to withstand the traffic that is, you know, in Lagos. And I'm saying, well, if they're saying they want to do electric buses, right? I think we should just give them a chance, right? To just do the electric buses and see how that is going to be. I'm going to share with you um, what Bookie um, shared about that. But first off, let's look at, you know, the major things. First, Lagos is a bustling city. In fact, it is Nigeria's most bustling city with the most number of people moving around in one particular day, in one particular year, the most you can have in Nigeria. And Nigeria is Africa's most populous, right? Most populous country by far. Lagos aims to achieve a zero carbon goal by 2050. And the five-year climate action plan 2020 to 2025 seem to also be in line with all of these things now that it's exploring new alternatives like electric buses to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and transportation sector in lagos accounts for about 60 percent of greenhouse emissions in the state i think the electric buses which is more like a partnership between owando clean energy limited and the lagos metropolitan area transport authority is a good thing for many reasons first there is a plan, a move, and an action that has been made towards that particular goal, right? And that's a good thing because most times we just we just hear talk and there is no action, no plan, no move made in that direction. That's one. Two, I think it's high time we start talking the talk of, you know, climate change and how, and climate action, right? And it has to start with major moves from the biggest players. Three, when you talk about the fact that it's not something that can be done now, what will I tell you? I would say we need to start somewhere. Two buses is a good move. On full charge, I hear that passengers can travel from Oshudi to Obalinde. That's about 26.4 kilometers to and fro, approximately about five times before the buses must be recharged. So it means no matter how bad the traffic is, even if we estimate the time for twice going and twice returning with passengers, right? Twice going and twice returning with passengers, we can then charge it. So... We would not most likely be the, you know, get to the part where we say, oh, the buses are stuck on the road and we have to charge them, right? That's one. Two, I think that as the full subsidy removal thing is con- like continues to pinch us harder, we would start looking out for other options that are much more sustainable, especially for the environment that will be really, really good. And this is one way. I hear that it's still a test phase. It's still in its test phase. But I strongly believe that if all things are done right, this would be a pointer for more people who want to go into EV, electric vehicles as a thing, to come in and see what Lagos State Government has done with this test phase and say, oh, yes, you know, 
we we should actually start doing something like this and it might just be the game changer for west africa or sub-saharan africa when it comes to an ev i know that kenya is already big when it comes to evs right but then for these other like for the western africa part of it lagos might just be the place like the factory and the place where you're testing like if it can if it can go worse than it can go in lagos <laughs> people literally sell painting in lagos traffic if you can sell markets and you know buy painting in lagos traffic you just know that that traffic it's it so if you can test those vehicles here and their workability here in Lagos traffic with Lagos traffic, then I think it can work everywhere. And are we thinking also of kind of like moving or pivoting the regular BRTs in Lagos to electric, you know, BRTs or electric buses? That's one question. Another question is a lot of people are riding in their cars. Why? Because the transportation system in Lagos is not exactly trustworthy. It's not regulated. That's the word. And and that's for majority for the majority of the people. If we have, you know, buses that are electric, you know, solve one problem. Two, they're carrying people mass transit. Trust me, I've spoken to a lot of people with their cars. I know a lot of people with cars, multiple cars. They will drop their cars if the transportation system is reliable and it's something that works for them timely and reliable they would really do that so it means we've taken two issues we've taken traffic out of the way we've taken mass transit in and we've also taken sustainability and climate action in and we would not also need to rely on based on costing right it'd be a lot more cheaper for us in the long run so i think it's a good one i think it's a plus and i think it's something that actually the i think we should actually have an applause actually yeah Mm-hmm. so there we go okay so the next one the next one actually now is abia state and abia state after the election abia state is still in nigeria but after the election before the election a lot of people felt that the person who was coming in as a new governor of abia state in nigeria southeast nigeria is really big is good and they had a lot of hope for you know the administration i just want to update you all yeah update update you all everybody so alex oti the governor has pushed an abia state as a state in nigeria has adopted digital tax systems to check leakages and enhance revenue let me give you an idea abia state is a burgeoning lagos like it's a lagos waiting to happen in terms of what can happen economically with the state trust me most of the things that have to do with um fashion in nigeria the basics of it the raw materials and the raw talent sit in Aba. Aba is a city in Abia State. If you've ever visited the place, one of the largest markets in, I think, um, a western part of Africa was supposed to be in Aba, but now it's living on, you know, glories that are not even there. So with this digital system, traders, traders, yeah, the traders now have a digital way of remitting their taxes which is easier which is you know the plan for it to be easier and also transport transport work those in the transport sector have an easier and a digital way to also remit their taxes and i would do a follow-up on this story just to ensure that you know i'm not taking just one side of the story um six months three months into the implementation of this particular digital tax system in abia state i'll take a look at it i'll talk to people who are involved in paying their taxes whether it's actually gotten easier for them and whether the state has started making the revenue it actually feels it should make from it 
And I come from a place called Africa. And right here, I'm telling stories about the continent of Africa and how Africa is using tech to actually rewrite its own stories. Like, I mean, the stories being told about it. Well, you really don't need to know where Mark is coming from when Instagram announced the launch of Treads. <laughs> if you want to bail on Twitter, you may just have to wait till 6th of july that's not too long trust me you don't need to wait any longer just download instagram threads and boom you're on somewhere else that's not twitter and it's still conversation based still communities i don't know if it's still going to be the kind of bath boost and the kind of toxicity that (laughs) is on twitter but then you know it's most likely going to be about the same thing based on what we've heard you know the brief of the app is supposed to be and this is not the only person mark is not the only person that's taken a swipe at twitter or at elon musk and this swipe is virtual i hear they're going to have a physical gas boost like the real thing soon watch out for more information on that <laughs> so twitter competitor meta um instagram threads is expected to launch on 6th of july according to the app store listing for the app showing a version ready for apple's iphone and sleuths have also spotted what appears to be an early listing on google's play store which originally showed up over the weekend meta has also added a launch date teaser on the instagram app see just typing threads into the search box causes a ticket icon to appear on the t- on the search bar you can check now yeah tap it and a spinning ticket would appear to show you your instagram username alongside a local launch time translated from 10 a.m et on the 6th the spinning ticket also includes a qr code that links to threads.net similarly the new social media platform's web portal here you see a countdown timer that's also due to end on 10 a.m et on the on 6th yeah 6th of july now the official brief from instagram or meta rather says that um threads is instagram's text-based conversation app yeah it's where communities come together to discuss everything from topics you care about today to what will be trending tomorrow (laughs) so these guys are not the only people there are a lot of others who have also taken swipes on twitter and i don't know i i think that elon musk might be on a spiral like a downward spiral but i think he's also somewhat of a business genius and he it might not exactly be the downward spiral that we're thinking of maybe he's just uplifting twitter to become an app where you know people who respectful people kind of people who have some certain kind of class you know can be on and then the very mass public which makes twitter tick you know will most likely find their square roots nonetheless something that's really important to me and i think it's really important that we um, also talk about it every time is the notification i got on a report that has found data protection loopholes in tanzania's biometric sim registration drive that will most likely be the next thing we're going to be talking about on mankan and artificial intelligence just in case you didn't know mankan artificial intelligence is a group of researchers around the continent of africa who are interested in ethics and human rights when it comes to emerging technologies on the continent of africa these researchers are spread across the world 
right? But then the Africans and they're interested in emerging technologies as they affect ethics and human rights. So there was a report recently called Coded Rights by this group. And they kind of like looked at what the landscape looked like right now in anything that has to be AI, that's artificial intelligence, human rights, and ethics. I think you check that report out, go on the research part of africatechradio.com and check out that report and let me know what you think about it we also have linkedin live events and we're going to be having another one in the month of july i will be talking to those who worked on this report in tanzania and we'll be linking it to the other sim registration drives that have happened across the continent ghana is currently you know doing its re-registration drive right now nigeria NIN, that one just hit 101 million last week. And a lot of things are happening within that biometric space that we need to really look at and say, oh, are we sure we're getting the ethics part of it right? Are we sure that these things are going on right? Now, also, a survey of 139 companies in South Africa, Zambia, and Kenya have showed that 62% of companies are blaming remote working for the surge in cybersecurity threats. I hear workers or employees now saying, hold up, hold up. What are you guys trying to do? Hold up, guys. What's happening here? And I hear a lot of CEOs saying, yes, this is the way. This is how we will go about it. According to Liquid C2 Cybersecurities, the evolving cybersecurity landscape in Africa 2022 report, 62% of surveyed companies on the continent said that the cybersecurity breaches to their operations occurred as a result of remote or hybrid working. The study, which covered 139 companies in South Africa, Kenya, and Zambia, also uncovered that as a result of remote and hybrid work, companies had limited capacity to curb the proliferation of threats on users' devices. Just early this year, when we were beginning, I asked, is four-day work week a thing? Is it something we should consider here on the continent? And trust me, I had a lot of responses. So I sat down with a CEO, an HR, an employee, and someone who is moving for the four-day work week to become a thing on the continent. And trust me, everyone had a lot to say. On Instagram, we're at A-Tech Radio, And on Facebook and on Twitter, we're at Africa Tech Radio. Yep, you can also reach out to us on WhatsApp. Share your thoughts with us. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to know what your thoughts are on all the stories we're sharing today. Yes, send a voice note, text us also on 0913-558-1766. Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. I'm here every weekday, 9 a.m. GMT plus one. I share stories, live stream on africa tech radio's website everything that has to do with technology on the continent of africa here's me saying peace and ensure you have a wonderful rest of the week thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com